0: In the last 12 months, the crude oil that goes into your fuel, plastics, and chemical products, that has gone up by 79%. The natural gas that's used for electricity in your home, that's up 60%. The copper that's used for your plumbing and electronics, that's up 87%. The iron that's used to make steel, the most used metal in the world, that's up 128%. Wheat, soybeans, cotton, sugar, and corn, wheat is at 31%, soybeans 84%, cotton 44%, sugar 55%, and corn at a staggering 104%. And used cars shot up by 9% in April 2021 alone, with lumber taking the crown at a price hike of 266% in the last year. And of course, we've been witnessing the rise in real estate stocks and the rise and recent crash of crypto for a long time now. 40% of US dollars were printed in the year 2020. And there's been a lot of talks on whether or not all this new money is going to cause inflation.
1: And I ultimately think we're going to see a real shock in terms of how high consumer prices are going to rise.
0: So you think that's how it's going to end up with all this money printing? It's eventually going to hit
1: consumer prices? Well, it always does. I mean, that's like the final resting place for inflation is in the end product, which is in consumer goods.
0: Well, now we're finally starting to feel it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the number one, two, and three concerns on the market are inflation, inflation, and inflation.
0: At this shop, expenses are piling up. Some supplies have doubled in price. Others have quadrupled. The rising cost of lumber has added an average of $36,000 to the price of a new home. Coca-Cola announced that they would be rising their prices because everything they use to make their products is going up in price. And other huge consumer companies like P&G, General Mills, Kimberly Clark, who makes a bunch of toilet paper and personal care products, have all announced similar price hikes. Basically, welcome to hyperinflation.
1: Look at every commodity price, right? New, hot, know, copper, lumber, you know, make your list. Look at what's going on in energy even before the colonial pipeline issue. Look at housing prices, look at Bitcoin, right? Everything is inflating.
0: The question is, is this inflation here to stay or are we witnessing the beginnings of something much worse? In times like these, the ones who suffer the most are the people with the least amount of skills. If you're letting people off because wages are inflating, it's a lot easier to fire the fast food worker than it is to fire the machine learning expert who builds your social media algorithms. The problem is learning these skills that make you unfireable is pretty hard. That's where today's video sponsor comes in, Brilliant. Research has shown that problem solving is way more effective than watching lectures. And that's where Brilliant does best. It replaces lectures with hands-on interactive lessons on everything from probability, linear algebra to computer science and neural networks. It's a better and funner way to learn all these vital skills for today's digital economy. And Brilliant actually works too. Take Jacob for example. Thanks to Brilliant's well-structured math courses, he was able to feel a lot more confident going into technical job interviews. Or this guy who never took advanced math in school and said that as a self-taught app developer, this is an invaluable tool. Join over 9 million people learning on Brilliant right now by pausing the video and going to Brilliant.org slash JakeTran to sign up for free and get 20% off with the link below. That's Brilliant.com slash JakeTran with the link below. March 2020. The first lockdown orders were announced in the U.S. and the money printer fires up. And almost every business besides internet businesses slowed down production, with the exception of things like toilet paper, of course. Less minerals were mined, less lumber was harvested, you get the picture. And along with that came layoffs and a massive jump in unemployment. April 2020, the money printer really spins into high gear, going from $5 trillion in circulation to $16 trillion in a matter of a month. This was to fund the $1,200 stimulus checks and the other bailouts that were handed out. On top of stimulus checks from the federal government, individual states also offered extended unemployment benefits on top of that throughout the entire year of 2020 and leading into the start of 2021. Other countries offer similar support. The government hoped that all this money printing would stimulate the economy, i.e. get people to spend money again to keep the machine rolling. But instead of spending this newly printed money right away, Americans stashed it away or threw it into things like stocks or crypto, leading to a record savings rate. Which brings us to today. The world economy is opening back up we're on the demand side of the equation you have a bunch of people that have been cooped up for over a year begging to go back to their normal lives with their normal spending who haven't been producing as many goods because they're sitting at home and they have all this newly printed money to spend
1: that's driven by we have kind of a once in a, a moment in history right you have people emerging from a pandemic with the animal spirits that come from being locked
0: on the supply side you have a handicapped supply chain with less production that's expected to instantly open back up at 110% capacity. More dollars than ever before, chasing less goods than ever before. Or in other words, We've made the perfect storm for inflation, where all you can do is bid up prices.
1: What the government is doing with all this money printing is they're artificially stimulating demand. People now have a lot more money to go out and buy stuff, but people aren't going into the economy and producing the stuff. So we have all this money, this huge money supply, but there's not goods for people to use to buy. So all you can do is bid up prices. The government, on the one hand, is incentivizing people not to produce products and on the other hand they're now printing up money to give to those people who used to be engaged in productive employment but who are now sitting at home in order to receive the money that the fed just printed
0: the people empowered the federal reserve the world bank all unanimously agree that this inflation thing is just temporary the fancy term they're using is that it's transitory that there's shortages in the supply chain, and that we just need to iron out the kinks and everything will be back to normal. Once that happens, inflation won't be so crazy, which is true, but it's not the whole picture. See, since the only thing that gives the dollars in our pocket value is the fact that we believe that it has value, we believe that if I work for my paycheck today, I can use that money to buy food and a sports car tomorrow because we believe that we keep working, we keep the economy going. But the moment that trust is broken, the moment that faith is broken, everything falls apart so organizations like the Federal Reserve have an incentive to keep the peace, to keep people from panicking that inflation is going to get out of control. Okay, people, move along. There's nothing to see here. Remember, these are the same people that told you not to worry about the 2008 financial crisis. These are the same people that said we're here to stabilize the economy, when in reality, the dollar has lost 96% of its value, probably more than that by now, since they started their job of stabilizing the economy in 1913. So in reality, this inflation thing might not be so temporary or transitory. Even if this rising in prices is temporary, it doesn't mean prices are gonna go down. See, when you increase the amount of money in circulation by 40%, at first it may go into stocks, crypto, real estate, which will drive up those prices. But eventually that new money will flow back into everyday consumer goods that you and I buy jacking up prices. Because we don't buy stocks or crypto just to have stocks or crypto we buy it in hopes of the value going up so that we can sell and use that money to buy actual goods we consume later on, like gas, food, and everything else that's going up in prices right now. So when you look at it from this angle, is it really that surprising that almost all the commodities we mentioned at the beginning of the video all went up in price by at least 40% around the exact same period that 40% of US dollars were printed? On top of that, when you give someone a raise because prices are increasing and they need more money to live, or because they're getting unemployment benefits that make them not want to work? It's kind of hard to cut people's wages back in the future. Wages are sticky.
1: First of all, it's hard to roll back wages once you roll them up. I mean to go from 15 to 12. Those very generous extended unemployment benefits are highly inflationary, so you have fewer goods and services to buy, but more consumers trying to buy them with more money, and so that pushes prices way up.
0: And if wages stay at these higher prices, companies will have to make their money back somewhere, which will be from raising their prices. So once the supply chain does iron out the kinks to get back to capacity, unless we somehow unprint 40% of the US dollars out there, the really inflated commodities like lumber will probably calm down in price, but these higher prices are probably here to stay now, whether or not inflation will continue to get even worse is a little harder to answer. But I think a lot of it depends on how much faith you have that the government will slow down the money printer, which they have slowed down a little, but they're still printing way faster than they ever were pre-COVID. I mean, what do you expect? The genie has been let out of the bottle. At the end of the day, this is a perfect illustration of how money printing is really just a clever way for the government to tax us. The government wanted to fund some kind of social program, stimulus checks, bailouts, but typically to fund something that they want to do, they have to raise taxes, which is political suicide, and then they collect that money from us on tax day and then they fund it. So we end up with a social program, but we end up being able to buy less stuff because we have less money in our bank account because we paid more in taxes. In our particular case today, they of fund our stimulus checks by taxing us more because the stimulus checks were supposed to go to us. So instead, they funded the stimulus checks by printing money. In the end, we got the same results. We got a new social program stimulus checks and we also ended up being able to buy less stuff. The only difference is we're able to buy less stuff, not because we have less money in our pockets, but because the money in our pocket is worth less. So let's say you're paying 20% in income taxes this year, whatever the final inflation number ends up being for this year. Let's say it's the 4.2% number they're touting around, meaning that the value of your cash is going to go down by 4.2% this year. Well, the real tax, the effective tax rate you're really paying for 2021 is actually 24.2%, not just 20%. If the inflation number ends up being more like 6%, you'll be paying a 26% income tax, 10% inflation. You'll be paying nearly a third of the money you make in taxes different routes, same outcome, just less obvious. Now you're probably wondering, well, gee, Jake, how am I going to protect myself against this inflation? Well, in simplest terms, if inflation is, say, 4%, as long as you're earning at least 4% interest on your cash, you're in the clear. Anything above that is just profit. That's where our sponsor BlockFi comes in. Now, I am very careful promoting financial products on this channel, especially with crypto crashing recently. But I have some of my crypto in BlockFi. It's backed by industry-leading venture capitalists. And they have a pretty irresistible offer right now, where you can earn up to 10% APY on all stablecoin balances up to July 31st. Meaning that you just create an account, exchange your U.S. dollars for a stablecoin that's pegged to the U.S. dollar on BlockFi, and that's literally it. You earn up to 10% on that money until July 31st. And if you're still holding Bitcoin or Ethereum or you're planning on buying more, by keeping it in BlockFi, you can earn up to 5% APY on Bitcoin and up to 4.5% APY on Ethereum. For example, I opened up an account just a few days ago and I've already earned $6 doing nothing. Pretty cool. Now, of course, this is crypto. There's no guarantees. These rates can change in the future and I will only put in money that you're willing to lose. But I'm keeping my crypto here. I wish I would have started using BlockFi earlier. And even if these rates change in the future, that's just more of a reason to take advantage of this right now while you still can. Go to BlockFi.com Jake to start earning interest today. That's BlockFi.com Jake with the link below. I hope you guys enjoyed this video today. If you are new here and you want more business video essays just like this one, we make them every single week for free for your viewing pleasure. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and turn on the notification bell too. And that's gonna wrap it up. We're gonna keep this one short. So thank you so much for watching. You've been awesome. I've been Jake, stay dangerous out there and I will see you guys in the next one.